and welcome folks to another edition of Desperately Seeking Entertainment. I am Chris Peterson. Joining me as always is Mr. Ben Frawley. How are you, sir? What's going on, Chris? What's going on, people around the internet? Are you ready for, are you not entertained? Are you ready for entertainment news (laughs) and breakout stuff, stuff that me and Chris have dived in around the internet, news that we're bringing to you? I hope you're ready, man. Chris, are you jacked up? Are you excited for this week? Very excited. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. A lot going on. I've been I've been doing a lot of things. Um, so plenty to talk about. So, folks, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, what Ben and I like to do is basically take some interesting stories from the world of entertainment, whether it be movies or music or television or food or sports, whatever is entertaining you, giving you life. We bring it to you here on this podcast. But I have no idea what's on Ben's mind. He has no idea what's on my mind either. So it's you're in kind of a spontaneous, genuine conversation, which is always the way to go with these things. Um, so Ben. Kick it off, my friend. What do you got for this week? All right, bro. I'm going to switch it up a little. Are you ready? Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So the big news this week, the thing that's going to be on everyone's mind, I believe, is premiering this week. I think it's premiering tomorrow, Wednesday, is the show Loki. Mm. The show Loki on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Chris, I don't know about for you, but for my money, Disney Plus has owned the airways of TV. I mean, there's been good shows here and there. We've discussed them. But between uh, The Mandalorian, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and WandaVision, I mean, my newsfeed was so clogged with these shows, I couldn't even get away from them. You know what I mean? So, I mean, (laughs) this show is, I I believe, you know, we had a good little break there. But I think this show is coming back, and it's going to dominate the... The news, the news cycle, it's going to dominate like what people are talking about. And I, I think it's just accessibility because, you know, I'm going to show my seven year old this. I'm going to watch it with the fiance. I'm going to, you know, my parents are going to watch it. I just think everyone in the world watches this stuff. Chris, I wanted to just first off the bat um, and the article I just wrote, read, um, it's certified fresh tonight. You know, all the critic reviews are in. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't read any of them. I don't want to spoil anything for yeah. myself. But it's certified fresh, which we kind of understood that, or we kind of knew that. But, Chris, what are your hopes for this show? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, do you have do you have some high expectations for this one? You know, it's funny. I have, I have, I don't, I wouldn't call them a high expectations. I do expect, and I'm hoping that we get a kind of a definitive direction for the future of Marvel films in this phase like wandavision um alluded to some things falcon and the winter soldier alluded to some things but we we didn't get a a definitive path of like we're building towards x y and z and we haven't really seen it from any films yet so far so i'm hoping loki does that for us and um i have no reason to doubt how good this show is going to be or to doubt the direct direction of these certain things. I, you know, with Marvel, I know better. It's like, just, you know, I'm going to sit back, yeah. I'm going to enjoy the ride and things like that. But I am hoping that we get some sort of definitive direction uh, of building towards something, you know, huge, I guess you could say. Yeah, Chris, I, I I'm with you. I, I think that, you know, and we've discussed the things that division alluded to in that show, uh, Falcon winter soldier, how, Prevalent, the, you know, prevalent that show was about, you know, current topics and everything. Mm-hmm. And I hope that this one kind of steers us well. But no matter what, Chris, my expectations are at an all time high. This franchise has not strayed, led me astray once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm at a point where. I'm at a point where I can just let go. I'm letting go of the, str- the steering wheel. I am not. I'm not in my hypercritical review mode. Oh my god, discuss this on the podcast mode. I'm not like that. <laughs> right. I think I can. I think I can watch this and just let go and let the roller coaster go. I, I think we've gotten to that point. Like, I think I was kind of hesitant with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was like, ah, oh, this is okay. And then we've discussed the moment that happens in that show. I think it's episode four, where it's like, oh, these guys are geniuses. <laughs> Wait, right, why, why right. did I doubt this? I think at this point. I am going in with high expectations, but no true expectations of what they're going to bring for me as far as plot, as far as what kind of connection to the MCU we're going to go. I'm going to leave my geek card at the door. I'm going to go in and just enjoy the, the roller coaster ride. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I love the fact that Owen Wilson uh, is involved. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like if if the MCU thing had happened 10, 10 years before it did, he would have been included as potentially one of the Avengers. I could easily see him as a, an Ant Man mm-hmm. sort of character. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so it's yeah, like, oh my gosh, he was, very good. Exactly, yeah. he was just like you know five or six years too early. But um, I'm glad he's in it now. Um, so yeah, I honestly can't wait. I mean, the trailers for Loki have been really confusing in a good way of like, I have no idea what's yeah. going to happen, what's going on. I'm hearing rumors of cameos up the wazoo in this, in this series. So yeah. again, yeah, like, not even cameos, like cameos that don't even make any sense. Right. I've heard right. rumors about like, not even like people like, Oh, Iron Man or no, we're talking like cameos that don't make <laughs> the people any that sense. have never been in an MCU. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> So I can't wait. I can't wait. And um, again, yeah, you said it. I mean, there, there's just there, there's never been a reason to doubt what this this direction is, is in, in this company is doing because uh, they've done it all right so far. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm also loving the idea that these are one shot series like that's it. We're not getting yes. like seasons two, three, four and five I where it's going it. to get screwed I up. You know, I, I think. Chris, you're you're right on because I love I love the creative control that the you know front runners of the show have to just kind of do whatever they want, right? Knowing that this is a finite show. Like if they introduce a character during this, you don't know. Like and maybe that's part of it too. It's like you know how like when they we we build a prequel to something and you're like, well, you know this character is going to die, so it's like it's it's cool to see where he came from, but eventually they're going to die or become a superhero or it's like any origin story. It's like all right. Get, all right, it's you know thirty-seven minutes into this movie. Can the radioactive spider bite him already? Or you know, what I mean, something like right. that. Um, and you know, as made fun of in Enter the Spider Verse. But these shows, I love how just like with WandaVision, um, Catherine Hahn's character, I, I didn't know if she was going to die, live, become a main bad guy, mm-hmm. be a, who knows, and we still don't know. And and that was the most fun part of that show is they would introduce these characters, and you're like. At, at any second, one of these guys could die, just like in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, I thought that at the end of that show, I mean, just just my head and, and logical storytelling devices running through. I was like, the the Dick uh, Captain America guy, he's going to die at the end of the show. We're, we're going to have a giant battle. Instead, they had him go work for Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And you're like, what? A, wait, what? <laughs> like, is he going to have a spinoff? Like, are it, who? Where's that guy going to go? You know what I mean? He was such a weird character, and you, and that's what makes these so interesting. Is just the and and maybe that's part of the letting go of the steering wheel kind of thing. It's just like yeah. you don't know where you're going. You're like, just take take my money, take me on a ride. You know what I mean, Chris? Yeah, I hear you. And Ben, yeah. I have a question for you. Um, yeah, as these shows are getting better and better, like. WandaVision, yeah. Falcon, if Loki is what we think it's going to be. Um, and, you know, essentially what we're getting with these series is are four to five hour long movies that are broken up into half an hour, 45 minute episodes. If these things right. keep getting better and better, are we going to be satisfied with just a two and a half hour movie going forward? That's a great question. That's like, a great question. I mean... It, it kind of calls into question, well, I mean, something that we've asked from day one of this podcast is, are we going to need movie theaters anymore? Mm-hmm. Right. Like if these shows, if, if like I said, episode four of Falcon and Winter Soldier, that is one of the best things I've seen on screen, be it film, TV, where it was, you know, relevant to storytelling it fell into the mcu they didn't jump the shark and i was floored i mean my jaw hit the floor i was like what did this marvel show just do to me and i can't believe it commented on black lives matter at the same time like what the like just and i think i turned to katie i was like the people that write this are pure genius like like i couldn't in a million years think of writing something like that where it just ties Mm -hmm. the world together in one scene it was it was brilliant, and I couldn't call it coming. And you know me, I'm the nerd. So, Chris, I think that's my answer is I think we're going towards – and listen, my second story is talking about going back to the movies again, and I love it so much. But if these things that I can get on home content are better than the things in the movie theater, like why am I leaving the house? Right. That's a good question. 
It's a good question. Yeah, Chris, we'll see. Chris, how about you? What What do you think? What, like, what do you think? Like, 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 you know what? My my expectations for Loki are really high, and now you know what, Chris? It's funny you say that because now I'm kind of sketchy about this Black Widow movie. Right, right. I just think we're moving. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think we're moving into a kind of, I guess you could say, like viewing entertainment setting as a society of wanting quantity over quality if that makes sense like yes. give me give me the especially when we're talk, talk about being you know stuck in a pandemic where it's like please keep me entertained for as long as possible um right you know? i want 18 more episodes of tiger king please <laughs> please like i gotta get through this yes uh, director's cut Right. <laughs> but it's it's we've you know through the pandemic i think it's changed everyone's priorities of what's most important with entertainment it's not necessarily two hours of amazingness it's four and a half hours of really good stuff but then like you know it's okay if it slouches here and there as long as we get a good payoff type of deal so it's going to be interesting to see like is it are these two hour movies going to be enough going forward for for people especially in the mcu where they've they've broken a new mold um but you know it's it's like do we go back to that? the same could be said for star wars you know that now that we've had the mandalorian which is so freaking good and we're getting yeah. you know the book of boba fett this this christmas uh we're getting a, a, a ahsoka uh tv show we're getting we already got the bad batch uh the rogue one, I, the rogue one prequel right yep so like we're getting all these tv shows is that going to overshadow the movies and things like that? So it's it. I'm going to be really interested to see how these things are received going forward. Because um, it might not be enough. We, we, you and I might go see um, the new, new Spider-Man movie and be like, no, it was only two hours long. <laughs> like that could be yeah, our right. biggest criticism. <laughs> like it's well, it's that crazy. Was, I mean, that was my criticism of the last one. They tried to cram in so much content into two hours. It was nuts. You know. Right. Right. Um, and it, it, you know what's so interesting is if you asked me 10 years ago, you know, before we all had cell phones and stuff, if you asked me, like, oh, where, where do you think these cell phones are going to put movies on? I'll be like, you know what? This can be terrible. And I probably said this. Um, we're all going to be watching. You know, I probably could have predicted. I, I did predict TikTok, right? I had this vision of the future where it's like, you know, everyone's going to be streaming these 13-second videos or funny cats for four minutes or four mm -hmm. seconds, you know? Um but now it, I, it's kind of weird because we have that app, but then we also love 12 hour docudramas. It's, it's very weird. And just, you know, we love being entertained. We love more content. We actually get pissed when movies are too short. Actually, a couple of movies that I watched, I wanted them to keep going this week. I was like, wait, the movie's over. I'm ready to like, wasn't that <laughs> our reaction during, uh, during mortal Kombat? I was like, yes. All right, all right let's go find Johnny cage. I, Oh no, the credits. What? No. Like I was ready for like a whole show, you know what I mean? Like each episode's a new character. I'm 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 in. It was just I don't know. It's it's so weird how our perspective on being surrounded by media. Now, Chris, as I talk to you, I'm looking at three screens. There's multiple <laughs> video and photo, you know, slideshows going on and how that's affected my viewing styles, Chris. It's so weird and I just think the more beautiful longer content we get i think that's just going to steer us where we want to go dude yeah i'm right there with you yeah, I'm right there with so you. I'm, I'm a high expectation for loki chris what are your expectations for the black widow thing i've kind of been sketched out because we know she's dead so right so i i just don't know what the, what the point is and i, I when they announced yeah. it early on i was like why why you know like why i don't care like she, she's gone this was a movie that you should have mm -hmm. done three or four years ago um mm -hmm. and I'm just, I'm just confused. And it sounds like they were supposed to, too. Yeah. It's, I think behind the scenes they were supposed to, and they never got to it or something. I'm like, all right. All right. Like, and it's going to be like one of those things like the, it's going to be one of those things where like, oh, in the chronological order, it'll make more sense. It's like, yeah, but in the not chronological order, we're going to be stuck watching someone that we know dies, you know? Right. And I, I just, I, I looked at this as like, maybe this would have been better as a, a series, like a, a Disney Plus yeah. series rather than an actual movie in the phase four. So like, I, I don't know. So I have no, I have zero right. expectations for black widow. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And then just a, <laughs> a geek 
Let's do our geek in uh, geek check in for Loki. Um, so, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, because I watched the Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order, and I'm all caught up. So, Loki, as he stands, he is dead, killed by Thanos within our timeline, but he stole the Tesseract when they went back in time, and we don't know where he is, right? Is that where Correct. Loki is? Correct. So yep. that Loki from an alternate timeline stole the Tesseract to go essentially into another timeline. So it's a perfect character. I mean, that concept is great. What a character to have a Tesseract and jump around and go nuts. Um, and I love how, you know, he, he, he learned the hard way, you know, why he can't take over the earth with the Tesseract, of course. Right. Like he, he got his, he got owned. So he, he needs to lay on uh he needs to lay on his priorities and his skills, and that's being sneaky and being devious, and it's just perfect. Perfect, Chris. I'm all in, dude. I'm yeah. all in. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. So yeah. we shall see, my friend. We shall see. Good stuff. Well, I was gonna I was gonna go with one topic, but I'm gonna pivot since we're talking about Avengers. I'm gonna lay another brick on the the log, so to speak. Ben, this week, uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw the videos, but they basically unveiled the new Avengers campus at Disneyland. Um, mm-hmm. so this is basically just like they did with star Wars. They built basically the entire new section of the park in California. Um, it's, it's going to be built in Orlando in the next couple of years. Um, and, uh, they, they, it basically is opened with, you know, not, not too much right now. They're, they're just starting off with a couple of things, but it's got a brand new Spider-Man ride, a couple of restaurants, uh, a gift shop. It's got a couple of shows that they do. There's like a, like a Dr. Strange magic show that they do in the parks and things like that. But um, <clears throat> the reviews so far have been um, off the charts. Everybody's loving everything that they're, they're yeah. seeing. Um, the, the ride is a, it's a Spider-Man ride uh, called Spider-Man uh, web slingers. And it's basically, if you've ever gone on uh, some of these rides where um, <clears throat> like you're, you're in a cart but you're shooting things out, out of the car. Yeah. So like, you know, it's like I know in uh, universal studios has one for like men in black. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a toy story one in, in, you know, um, Hollywood studios and Disney. Um, <clears throat> this is basically the same thing, but you're basically shooting webs out of your hands. And the cool thing is it's all kind of virtual reality. So like you, you don't have to put anything on your hands. You're just making the motion, um, of, of slinging you know webs out Man, of your hands and it's shooting stuff on the screens and the cool thing is it looks really cool from the first person view there's a really funny video on twitter which shows like the, a camera looking at people doing the motion and it looks like the goofiest thing you've ever seen in your life but who cares <laughs> who cares uh it, it just looks yeah. really really fun um there's a restaurant called pim's test kitchen uh which actually takes that whole like ant-man thing uh and into the next level where like they have like some foods that are like giant like you can get it like a giant pretzel um and things like that and then like teeny like helpings of of certain other foods stuff like that so they've really taken that ant-man concept and things like that so it looks a lot of fun ben i just want to get your thoughts um are you excited about an avengers campus and all the stuff that's going on at the disney parks i am all in dude i'm all in the star wars thing bugs me out because it's long lines and stuff still Mm. but this one seems like it it flows more into what disney already already had going on you know like a campus makes more sense as opposed to waiting in line for one ride you know what i mean chris right right right. i want a whole world about and i know the star wars things is a world but it just seems like I don't know if they they sped it up or they did they did it too fast because all it, the reviews I've heard is it just takes forever. It just mm-hmm. it's like a forever thing. It's like twelve hours of waiting and then you get to do a twenty minute thing. It's like what the hell? Like what? Now, <laughs> Chris, here here's my sense on that. All right, a couple things, a couple things. And I've said this to my seven year old. Said it to the lady at home. Um, I was like, um, you know, as Chris, you got a little guy at home, yep. and uh, from the age because you know these kids go to school. And they're little bastard friends, right? They always say things about like we went to Disney World, and then in your kid's head, you're like, like they're exploding, and now they go home. They're like, when are we going to Disney World? You're like, God damn it! <laughs> and so, <laughs> so it's like a thousand dollars a day, and you're like, damn it. So I said some stuff the other day. They both looked looked at me like I'm a crazy person. But check this out, Chris. The kid goes, when are we going to Disney World? And I go, we're not. He goes, what? 
we're not going to Disney World. I go, no, 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 sir. I I've been to Disney World a bunch. I want to go to Disneyland. Ooh, okay. And the lady was like, what? And he's like, what? What's that? I'm like, it's the one on the West Coast. Chris, you ever been to Disneyland? I have. I've been there a couple times. You have? Recently, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a I'm a Disney freak, um, and um, I go out to LA uh, typically once a year for performing arts auditions for high schools and things like that. And typically, in most times, there's like a day off between events. And for a couple years, um, on that day off. I would either go to Universal Studios or I'd go to Disneyland for the day. So this is this is within the last ten years uh, that I've been there. So I've I've been to to both Universal Studios, Hollywood, and Disneyland uh, twice in the past ten years. That is crazy, dude. So what's <laughs> wait? So like Disney World is bigger than Disneyland, though, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. No, it's much bigger. It's about uh, it's about four times the size. So Disneyland. Okay. You get two parks. So there's the Magic Kingdom, which is just like the Magic Kingdom in uh, Orlando. And then yeah. you get uh, California Adventure, which is, um, gosh, the, the closest thing I could probably compare it to uh, is like a, a mixture of Hollywood Studios and Epcot. So you've got some rides that are kind of okay. at both places oh, and things like that. Okay. So, but there's like, there's some, there's some pretty interesting things that are at both parks. Um, it is a single, I would say I would say it's a single day experience. Like you could do both okay. parts in one day. Yeah, you don't have to spend a week there, right. like you would at Disney World. All right, good to know. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my first take on that. Um, my second take is I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in on this thing. I cannot wait. Uh, man, I had another point, but I, I totally lost it. But uh, man. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I, I I just think it's great. I mean, like I, like I said, I think you know, obviously you, they have kids in mind for when they des- you know design these things, but um, obviously with the, the the many age brackets that you know of fandom with these properties, um, I, you know, the more that they're developing these parks, the better. I mean, the fact that we're getting a Star Wars themed hotel in Orlando, which opens up yeah. next now, summer. That's dope. Yeah, that was. Oh, that was it. Yes. Yeah. No, that was what I was going to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited. There you go. Wicked excited for that. Yeah. And, it's, so. and I hear that the I heard somewhere that the hotel is going to be interactive. Yeah. So basically, when you check in, you're basically a character. You're you're a character in the Star Wars universe. And throughout your entire stay, you can take part in challenges and tasks and missions and things like that, which would earn you points that then you can redeem for um rewards and things like that so uh, whether it's in the park or outside the park and stuff like that so it's crazy but the cool thing is the theming of this hotel apparently is going to make it feel like you're on a spaceship like you're not there's no windows like it's not like you can open a window and see orlando it's like you when you walk in like you feel like you're on a spaceship um i've heard rumors that the building moves i've heard that um you can actually have like 3d holographic windows where you can actually watch like a tie fighter battle happen like what? in your window and things like what? that so um the concept yeah. art is is off the charts in terms of what i've seen so far so yeah mm-hmm. it just it's going to be one of those things that's um i, I just it's going to change the way people do hotels i think and um i think so yeah. too i can't wait well you've you been to one of those uh great wolf lodges chris yes yep i've heard yeah I, I, and they yeah. have that they have that like magician thing where you have you get like the wand and you tap the things you got like get xp and stuff it's kind of like Pokemon Go or something like that. You ever seen those in the hallways <laughs> yep. and the chests mm-hmm. open? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that, but like on crack. It's like times a thousand. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I can't wait. So like I said, folks, yeah. if if you have the means and you're able and you feel comfortable traveling, um, I, I definitely encourage it. We're going down to Orlando in August. Uh, so I'll definitely come back with some reports on on some, some what's going on in the parks. So there you go. Rock and roll. If you have the means, I highly suggest you pick one up. It is so choice. It is so choice. <laughs> <laughs> excellent reference excellent reference excellent. all right sir what do you got for me number two all right chris number two all right let me tell you it's since we've been on air maybe i mentioned this last time is all right i've discovered a new part of my house chris all right got the man cave that i'm talking to you in got the upstairs with the bedrooms and the yada 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 mm-hmm. but the new part of my house that i love so much and i don't know why i haven't done this i've been living here for like 12 years now is we're going to talk about some back patio horror movie watching, dude. Ooh, nice. Okay. It is awesome out there. Um, 
And, you know, I think I mentioned this to you before is we we just recently got the movie app Shudder and Shudder high, 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 high recommendation, dude. If you're into horror movies or freaky kind of like sci-fi movies and everything and you're into kind of just knowing behind the scenes stuff, um, I highly recommend Shudder. They have documentaries on horror movies. They have commentaries on horror movies, everything horror movies, but everything movies, really. Mm -hmm. And there's interviews on there with Eli Roth, Quentin Tarantino, like everything that you just you just love. Um, So but uh, since we were on the air, Chris, I saw so many movies uh, (laughs) on the Shutter app. It's so crazy. First, Chris, I think I sent you the link. You disappointed me, Chris. You didn't watch it. I haven't Um, watched it. One of our favorites out there. And you need to go out and watch this. I want your full review. I posted something about this. So I I belong to a Facebook group called um, Movies So Bad That They're Good or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it has like a a billion followers. I posted a picture of the poster for Willy's Wonderland. And that is a movie starring Nicolas Cage. just came out. Um, This movie was so off the chain, Chris. I... Between this and Mandy, I'm going to say those are the pinnacles for Nicolas Cage's straight-to-video career. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say th- those two, and maybe Drive Angry, if you remember that one, um, <laughs> those are the best for the straight-to-video. You know, Chris, we haven't checked in on the Cage IMDb in a while. But this Mandy movie, Chris, let me just, or this movie called Willie's Wonderland. Chris, let me just tell you about this movie, okay? Please. Um, I don't want to spoil anything too much. But Nicolas Cage, now let me tell you, Nicolas Cage isn't like a cameo or anything, Chris, right? This is starring mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage. This right. Is, he's in the first shot of the movie. He's in the last shot of the movie. Okay? I'm going to spoil this. <laughs> you ready? Are you ready? I don't think you're ready. Hit me. Not one line of dialogue. Stop it. Stop it. He signed on for a movie where he doesn't talk at all. Oh, incredible. He incredible. produced. He produced the movie, Chris. You. <laughs> he is in. I'm gonna say 95 percent of this movie, like on screen. Not one line of dialogue. <laughs> Amazing, Chris. Amazing. Has that ever been done since like? Before talkies, <laughs> I don't know. Since like Charlie Chaplin, I I don't know, dude. Wow, this movie was wow, so wow. off the chain. I'm not gonna tell you what the plot is, but I'm gonna tell you there's a couple scenes. Um, and up here at Drive-ins, you know, so Drive-ins been going strong since the pandemic up here, just because people haven't been able to go to theaters. And they had a Willy's Wonderland, um, kind of like promotional giveaway when you went to see the movie because mm-hmm. throughout the movie, Nicolas Cage's character. He slams energy drinks. I'm going to say he slams about eight of them. Um, wow. Now, people out there that partake in beverages or whatever, um, it'd probably be a great drinking game to drink along with him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or if you slammed energy drinks like this, um, he slams this fake energy beverage called Pow Punch with a big fist on it, which somehow <laughs> makes him have powers. And he doesn't talk the whole time. He's fighting things. I'm not going to spoil what he's fighting. It's the most ridiculous movie of all time, Chris. It really is. I, I, and awesome. I say that all the time. But my Chris, I, there was parts of this movie, and I think I told you, I stood up from my back patio. I had to get up from my chair and walk around the backyard and go, oh, my God. Like, like I, I was screaming, like, what is going on? We're all laughing. We're watching with friends. So funny. High recommendation. So Shutter app, man. You got so many movies on there. There was a great horror movie called Caveat. Mm-hmm. Um, that just came out on Shutter. That's a Shutter original. You have to watch it on there. Um, Caveat is an, a spooky Irish horror movie. It just takes place in Ireland. Uh, just came out the other weekend. What was? Um, and then, um, man, there's there's really good movies on there. There was another movie called like Dark and Oh 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 my God. And then finally, let me and then I'll get off this topic, Chris, because I think, <laughs> man, this Shutter thing, Chris. I know I'm going on. But what was the last good horror movie that you watched? Oh God, it's been a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, exact, exactly. And these guys are cornering the market because, as we know, horror movies are quick, fast, and dirty things to make. But if you hit gold with them, 
you know, like Insidious, you make a movie for one point five million, you make like one hundred and fifty million dollars. You can hit pay dirt. These guys mm-hmm. are smart, dude. Um, and then my finally on this Shutter app, there's a movie that came out called Psycho Goreman. Chris, have you heard about this movie? No. <laughs> now, caveat: fun, creepy little horror movie. Check it out. Really weird and twisted. I'm not going to spoil that one either. Just a fun, not the best movie. A couple flaws in there, but still fun and creep. There was a couple parts that creeped me out, stuck in my brain, just really bad. Psycho Goreman. I'm going to say it, it harkens back to Monster Squad where there's kids interacting with, like, demon hell beasts. Uh, but it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. Lots of gore. Inappropriate for kids to watch, but there's kids starring in it. Great movie. Uh, kids swearing and, and having fun with uh, crazy creatures from outer space. Kind of was like a gory Power Rangers. That's the only way I can... <laughs> That's my review of gory Power Rangers. It's a weirdo <laughs> movie. Yeah. Um, so Shudder has everything. And it also has Joe Bob Briggs. He hosts The Last Drive-In. He watches movies. And then, Chris, this is where I'm going to get you on this. He watches horror movies from cheesy to new to scary. And then he tells you behind the scenes. Uh, he recently had Bruce Campbell on when they Ooh. watched Maniac Cop 1 and 2. And um, he had the director on. And he has interviews on live on the air in between these little commercial breaks, you know, quote, unquote. And they talk about making the movie. It is so fascinating. You get way into the movie. And he, uh, Joe Bob Briggs, I got his autograph in the man cave. I met him at um, a Comic-Con convention kind of thing. And he is just great. He doesn't spoil the movie, but he tells you all about it. It's great. Chris, high recommendation out there. Chris, the follow-up question for you. I know I went on and on and on, but I just had, <laughs> I, I, I had to scream from the mountaintops. Here's the follow-up question. We have our favorites, right? We got the Hulu, the Disney Plus, the Netflix. Are there any other streaming apps that you use or that you've heard about as far as content out there? Not, you know what? That's a great question. Um, not really. I mean, I've got, let's see, on my phone, I've got HBO Max, Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, Disney Plus, mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Oh, mm-hmm. here's one. Okay. Mm. Um, this is <laughs> this is really niche. And um I did this for my wife, so I'm. I need to preface that. So there's a. There's, it's not uh, oh, I can't okay. wait to hear this. Go. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, wait. All right, I'm taking a break. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Take it. Take a breath. Here we go. Yeah. So there's a. I guess you could call it a streaming network, but it's a streaming network called Gazebo TV, and Gazebo um, streams. Um, basically Canadian period like films. Now, if you remember when we were like young kids, like, like, you know, uh, preteens on the Disney channel, there was this TV show called Avonlea, which was based in the Anne of Green Gables universe. Uh, Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't have time to talk about. And you, you remember those Anne of Green Gables, 1980s films. Well, of course, these were produced by the same company. It's Kevin Sullivan Studios. And this is a big, apparently they're a huge deal in Canada. And they did all of those movies. Apparently, other than that, they also did a ton of other like period-based like films and, and miniseries and things like that. Gazebo has all of them. And it's not a streaming service where you pay like a monthly fee um, to do it. What you do is you basically download the app and then you can purchase or rent um those tv shows so it's not like a it's not like a streaming in the sense where you're paying a monthly subscription and you can watch anything you want to watch oh it's It's, like um it's like voodoo voodoo does yes right yeah buy stuff on there or or rent it yeah exactly and it's in gazebo i I gotta tell katie about this gazebo tv uh it is if you're if you're a fan of these movies if you love anna green gables and things like that it is heaven for you it's this stuff is not a pretty uh, cheap penny either it's like you know to i we i purchased the entire avonlea tv series for my wife as right, a present what are, you, what are you doing what are you doing well how much it's like a buck 40 like, <laughs> no physical copy buck 40 how buck 40 what, what, what uh, i got? think it's like six it's like six seasons but i forgot like 
it's six seasons. Every episode, though, is like an hour long, and I think they're like thirteen oh. episode seasons. So you do get like oh, right. you do get your money's worth, I guess. It's like getting of, the Downton Abbey or something like that, you right? Just, like, yeah. You know, it's like yeah, but you're paying like it's a buck forty for a thirty plus year old TV show that was on, you know, the Disney Channel or Canadian Network. So it's like okay, um, but it, so we'll see. But it's. My, my wife loves it so that's that's like the one streaming network that i you know discovered i guess that i was like okay you know, that's Chris, very I mean, niche I'm, I'm i feel bad i feel bad i'm i'm staring back at the five dollar jim croce record i just bought you know in this old <laughs> shit in my basement but now i don't feel so bad thanks a lot it's good. you're welcome <laughs> now normally I, I as soon as i did this by the way i called my wife a hypocrite because like you know, God forbid I spend thirty dollars on like you know the Back yeah. to the Future special edition DVDs, but if I spend a buck forty on Avonlea, like I'm a hero. So not even a physical uh, copy. I mean, I'm looking at Jim Croce's face right here behind me, man. No, and there's no special features. There's no commentary. It's just it's just literally the episodes. And um, yeah, again, if this if this is your bag, then you're gonna this is heaven for you. But uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go there you go yeah we so, watched uh what did we watch we showed deacon uh the secret garden we watched that oh okay uh, and, and you know and me and katie uh we forgot how much we love that movie and the book and stuff and he really dug it there's something about that content the period piece like deacon was all in he's just sitting there watching it and he's like asking questions like how come her father's mean like he got way into it and it's like it's probably one of the most boring things i've ever showed him you know what i mean but he was just <laughs> all in he's just sat there he's just like what's going on? like he, he well, was so focused so should, i don't know about it you know uh, should i go for it and agree gable go go i guess you could just go on gazebo and buy now you could buy each individual movie for like 13 14 bucks um but oh, then you can download well, the you whole know what, Chris, collection. Let me, go get a, let me go get a second job and I'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Want to spend a buck forty on a? Oh God, I can't believe I did that. Anyway, and I've got I've got I've got mouths to feed in my house, and I did that. So yeah, Jesus. Anyway, oh, you're you're away. selling plasma. You're selling plasma downtown <laughs> because of Avonlea. Oh, I love it. My wife's my, our power goes off. My wife can't watch Avonlea anymore, and she blames me for it. So, uh, anyway, I've been Ubering to the airport. It's fine, honey. I had to sell my car. But, oh. but as long as you get your as long as you get your Avonlea fell for this week, that's all that matters. Uh, gonna, does she listen to this? She's gonna kill you. She's gonna kill me. She's gonna kill me. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> ben, all right, moving on. Um, I'm so glad you brought up horror films, though, because my next, yes. no, no joke, I had a horror film I wanted to talk about today. Ben, over the weekend, I had a chance to watch The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. And, uh, folks, I'm going to spoil a couple of things for you. Um, the movie sucks. Well, oh, Chris, I had the opportunity to fall asleep to it last night. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's bad. It's bad. What happened Man. here? I was so That's, disappointed, dude. And I kept saying that out loud during the movie, which my, annoyed my wife to know. And I said they they were playing with house money. Like, what happened? And mm-hmm. and I started thinking, like, not only the Conjuring movies, but the Annabelle movies, the case, you know, the, that Lorna movie, The Nun, like all these things that happen within this Conjuring universe. Um, nothing has lived up to the very first Conjuring movie. Nothing. Um, no, no, and as I'm watching the conjuring three, I'm like, they basically forgot what made the conjuring so good in the first place. And that was practical effects, um, sound design and just having natural scares. Like within the first five minutes of the conjuring three, you see this gigantic, like CGI exorcism scene. That's like so over the top that I'm like, what is this? Like, this is just yeah. silly looking. And yeah. again, proves also proves why the original exorcist movie is just so freaking good because they, again, as, as much, as much special effects that were in the, the first exorcist film, it still feels very natural. When you put it up against the CGI, you know, fest of the conjuring uh, three, which it just, as I'm watching it, as the movie's going on, I, I just kept saying to myself, why also, mm-hmm. 
word of note to producers, <clears throat> don't tease a supernatural courtroom drama if they're not going to be in the courtroom at all through, <laughs> through the movie. Like, I thought we we're going to get some, like, cool testimony scenes. and Me some too. Cool, like, Me I'm too. waiting for I was for like, it. oh, what an interesting spin. What an interesting spin based on a real case. I'm like, this is going to be fascinating. Like, I, I was like, I was all in. Like, now, Chris, this movie's boring as balls, but I was in for a different kind of boring as balls. I was in, I was in for, like, a the verdict of horror movies or something like that. I was in for Paul Newman, like getting up, you son of a bitch. Like I was ready for like, you know, right. you have these amazing actors in this movie. Why don't you use them? Make a courtroom drama based on scary stuff. And then we can watch like fake scary footage of an exorcism. And, ah, they ruined it, dude. Yeah. It's just, it just feels you know, like I just again, like a waste of time. If you're a fan of these movies, this might be the last straw. I, a couple of good friends of mine who love these movies who have been like, okay, they're gonna get better at some point, blah blah blah. This was the last straw for them. They're done. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. we're, we're walking away from this thing. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, it's it's a shame because the first one was so good. The second one was good, it wasn't as good as the first, but still had right. you know potential. But, but then, then it got, it, but that one, oh. I, it, correct me if I'm wrong, that one got a little CGI ish at the end, towards the end, yeah, with the thing with the thing that attacks him upstairs. Remember yep. that? Yep, they yep, hide yep. in the tent or something, or I forget. I only saw it one, and it was like, all right. Where on the other hand, Insidious, or, Insidious going strong through four yeah. movies, like going. Hella strong, dude, with that actress that plays like the psychic. Hell, I'm all in because they kept it practical, Chris. Mm-hmm. They kept mm-hmm. it wicked practical. This movie, so. it, uh, you know what, Chris? I just went on a 20 minute tirade about Shutter, right? And I, they have cheesy movies on there. They got 80s horror movies. They got newer horror movies, Shutter originals, and even the Shutter originals. You can tell the Shutter original means. This movie was made by someone. It was either bought by Shutter to go straight to video, or they intentionally made it to go straight to video. And those movies were, they were so much better than this hunk of shit. <laughs> mm. I'm all, Chris, I'm so glad you you brought this up, dude. Yeah, just and wasn't good. No. <laughs> and you wanted it to be good, too. That's what sucks, too, is your expectations are high. You're like, I'm all in with whatever they want to do. And it, it's terrible, dude. Yeah, just wasn't, oh. wasn't fun. Wasn't fun. So, no. all right, sir, what, what else you got? All right. You know, we're talking about back patio horror movies. Get the Shutter app. It's going to be fun. But let's talk about something that I don't think people are giving enough credit for. We have, Chris, our first full season of baseball right in front of us in two years, right? Mm. Um, and we have some players that are just breaking records left and right. Let's bring up a couple. DeGrom. Had a .71 ERA about a week ago, the lowest through May since 1964. So for the month of May, he had a .71 ERA. Now, if he was on a better team, he'd have more wins, but that's besides the point. Um, but let's talk about the crowning the cherry on the Sunday, Shoei Otani. Chris, have you heard about the stats that this guy's breaking? I haven't really looked at it, no. He so since 1900, he was the first major league home run leader to start a pitching game, start a game pitching mm-hmm. since Babe Ruth. So he he broke a 120 year streak. <laughs> so he was the home run hitter. He had 14 home runs and he started pitching, and so that was Babe Ruth. And then the other night, he continues to just smash home runs. In one game this year, he pitched a 101-mile-per-hour fastball and then hit a 450-foot home run out of the park in the same game. <laughs> um, so he pitches again this Friday. It's worth watching. So uh, me and my buddy Pat, we were watching um, on the back patio, I think, last Friday. So they've been resting him. So they kind of have him going every every weekend. It's kind of perfect for ratings. So they, they rest him a little extra because he's playing every day. Like right now, you can tune in and watch him just DH or – Whatever. Um, but Chris, while we're watching this game, uh, we watched something called a double switch. Do you know what that is? No. So Shoei Otani pitched this one game. This was last Friday. He had 10 strikeouts. They pulled him in the fifth. Then they had a double switch because they want him to hit again. So they pull the right fielder 
and put him into right field and then put in the next pitcher so he can go up to bat the next inning. I had never seen that before. Interesting. Okay. Like, why would you ever? Yeah, it was a double switch. So both managers had to go out and talk to the head umpire and just confirm what they're doing is legal. It was freaking wild, Chris. And I'm like, what is going on? It's like, all right, folks, we have a double switch going. I'm like, a double switch? What the hell does that mean? So he went to right field. They benched the right fielder to leave Otani in. It was so cool. That's how this guy, how good this guy is. He is literally carrying this team because Mike Trout is out for another four weeks or so. So even with Mike Trout out, he's hitting. I think he went two for three the other day, pitched like 10 strikeouts. Chris, it. It is, it is that exciting. You know, baseball isn't the most exciting sport. You know, basketball is more fun. Football is more fun, especially in fantasy wise, because you have a bunch of people like, you know, getting hit. You got a bunch of people like scoring all the time. But this is the first time I can recall someone this exciting in baseball. And you know, I'm a big baseball fan. Oh yeah. Um, but Chris, his stats this season are just so nuts. And um, on this article I have right here from the Ringer, they're just talking about how many stats he has, his batting average compared to everyone else. Um, And then he just, it's just so crazy. He has like a, let's see here. He's produced a 2.7 ERA with 50 strikeouts in 36 innings. Wow. Yeah. While hitting in all those games. Nuts. It's really, really nuts. His war is off the control. Like, let me get to his edge. Um, and so he was batting in spring training. He batted 548, 571, and 132 with five home runs. And he is just, he's just going crazy, dude. I love it. He and is. You know, um, he was tied with the lead. I think he's back one home run in the majors right now. So I encourage everyone to watch this Friday. He has a 940 start. And I think that's why. We don't talk about it. You have to stay up quite a bit. We were up to 1 p.m. or 1 a.m. the other night. So, wow. Pretty wild. That's incredible. I mean, and of course, you add to the fact that, like, the, the Red Sox swept the Yankees this past weekend. So, that was great. Um, although they're getting crushed tonight. I just I think it was, it's like 6 nothing <laughs> in the second inning. Oh, right? I saw that right when we started. I was like, oh, good thing we have the podcast tonight. So, I'm not watching that. That was good. Um, <laughs> saving, saving you for some stats. But here's some stats, Chris. Here we go. I was getting to a part. Here we go. Go He's the first player since 1952 to strike out 10 or more batters and then play a non-pitcher position. He's the first starting pitcher to bat second since 1903. The first player to lead off the day after making a start as a pitcher ever. Wow. Period. The first. And so let me read that again. The first player to lead off after making a start as a pitcher. And then the first player... Since Babe Ruth in 1921, oh, this was the set, 1921, to start on the mound while leading the majors in home runs. So that was it. It's 100 years. He literally did a record that was set 100 years ago by Babe Ruth. That's ridiculous. So I, I highly encourage everyone, if you're not doing anything and you have some little extra energy, you get your second wind, watch this. And as the announcers say, and, and if you watch any kind of video on, on YouTube, they say, please watch him play because this is stuff that you're going to tell your grandkids. He's going to go down in history as one of the best players of all time, one of the best athletes of all time, the way that we talk about Babe Ruth. So don't miss this opportunity. And I know that baseball is out of favor. I know that we're both Sox fans and stuff, but I don't know, man. It's still exciting to watch this guy play the game like no one else can, and probably no one else will for another 100 years. So, Chris, Shoei Otani-san, dude, you got to check out You got to check out the, uh, the stats. There's great videos on YouTube, people compiling all his his highlight reels from this season. It's ridiculous. And you don't know if it's him striking out. And this guy, Chris, this isn't just like a guy that can throw fast. He throws junk, like splitters and like mm. curveballs and just all this junk. I mean, he he makes guys swing out of their shoes or makes them he strikes out more batters than I've seen in a long time just looking. He throws this off speed. It's gross. So he'll throw like a 97 mile per hour fastball and then just lay it in there for 79 miles per hour. And it's just dirty. And people just watch and walk to the dugout before the umpire rings him up. Great stuff, Chris. Awesome, dude. Love it, man. Love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, for my last um, piece this week, uh, Ben, we're recording this episode on June 8th. And mm-hmm. um, unknowing to me, I had no idea that this was a special day. Uh, apparently, this is Ghostbusters Day uh, because this is when the, the June it came out June eighth, 
1983. So it's actually, you know, I, uh, not it's not a significant year, so to speak. But today on Twitter, I looked and it was like, you know, it was trending. And I was like, oh, today's Ghostbusters Day. And of course, everybody's putting up clips and you know, different things and stuff like that. So I, I got into it myself. But uh, I just started thinking about how this was by far one of my favorite movies growing up. I mean, if you look at my my man cave, it's got at least three or four Ghostbusters uh, related things, which is awesome. Um, and it's one of those few movies, Ben, that I, honest to God, know by heart, like in terms of dialogue. You can mute the movie, not, you know, don't put, you know, um, uh, subtitles or anything like that, but just mute the movie and I will do every single bit of dialogue in that movie to 100% accuracy because I've seen that movie that many times i, I, I can so go much. for I, I i don't know about 100 percent, but i'm pretty close you're close you're i'm close. pretty close i could i could hang with you chris i i think we can do together you would help me out you know <laughs> like a couple of wavy lines or something. i could get i could get get pretty close i was trying to think at the beginning of the movie i, I think i could do it'd be fun to do a re-log with the uh, screenplay that'd be fun oh my god totally totally yeah. so i wanted to but that led to my question of like you know are there um uh, movies that you know, like a hundred percent, like by heart, mute the movie. Do you could do every single line of dialogue. There, there was. I think, you know, I, as you know, we got these streaming services everywhere. We can just watch, you know, Maniac Cop till one forty one in the morning or something like that. Um, <laughs> right. I, I think we, you know, we have so many movies. I just kind of we hop around. But back in the day, Chris, I would say that I watched Clerks. The oh, most. Okay. Yeah. And I had that one almost down to a science. I mean, I had that pretty close to 100%. And then um, Coming to America, I watched that a bunch. Stripes, Blues Brothers. Mm, man. I wouldn't say Napoleon Dynamite, but it's got to be pretty close. <laughs> I could <laughs> say that. But then um, I probably could do Army of Darkness. Oh, okay. There you go. I've seen that one quite a bit. And, you know, Evil Dead 2, you know, Evil Dead 2 is probably pretty close, too, because there's not a lot of dialogue in that one. It's more about the visuals. But Army of Darkness, man, that that dialogue is so memorable. You know how they, they talk about how in screenwriting you want memorable lines that you can kind of walk away with and you, it kind of sticks in there? Like, like there's there's throwaway lines in that movie that are better than anything in any other movie. You know what I mean? Mm, like, mm-hmm. like the 10th best line in army of darkness is better than your first line in this, whatever movie you're making. Like, uh, first you want to kill me. Now you want to kiss me <sighs> blow. Like, I mean, there's so <laughs> many fucking great lines. I mean, that's not even like a good one. And they're just so, I don't know. They're so memorable and out there. Chris, I could hang with you on ghostbusters, dude. We watched that one quite a bit. Me and my sister watched that all the time. Right. Exactly. So what's your so Chris, what's your let, all right, hit, let's hit you a two part question. Ghostbusters say. Let's um what's your favorite scene in Ghostbusters? Oh my god. <laughs> what's the most rewatchable scene? Most rewatchable scene. Oh, most rewatchable let's scene. Rewatchable. Oh yeah. god. You know, probably this is gonna sound weird, but like I love the montage that happens while they're playing the Ghostbusters theme. Because of the dialogue that happens during the mo- the the um the montage, so like at one point, like Dan Aykroyd, oh, like the Larry King, like the Larry King thing, like, and like Larry King is interview, yeah, and yeah. then like another like like Dan Aykroyd's Ray is on a, a talk show, and he's like, I, you know, the guy's like, you know, I want to ask you the question that we're all thinking: How is Elvis? And have you seen him lately? And like like yeah. little things like that, I really liked um as well. Yeah. Um, I love I love 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 the um the the first like slimer hotel scene um especially i was you just know, gonna say like anything around that hotel is great the hotel makes the movie legitimate yeah and you know that whole, the, the, the the elevator scene is so great like Here's the a, old guy yeah this is some my pick. big roaches some big roaches your off, man put your head off man um <laughs> guys, look, guys look like a bunch of cosmonauts um no my my <laughs> my my favorite scene, I, I, this is it. It's the, it's the scene with the mayor uh, when they're, when all this stuff is happening oh. and you're in the mayor's office, they bring the Ghostbusters in and they're all trying to convince the mayor and like, you know, giving him, all giving him their lines and like, you know, things like that. And then finally Bill Murray's like, look, 
look, um, you know, if if we're wrong, put us in jail, yeah. throw us away. We'll be we're happy wrong, there. So what? Yeah, so what? <laughs> but if we're right, Lenny, you Lenny. will have saved the lives of millions of registered voters. And that's what turns them. <laughs> Get this guy out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Get this guy out of my face. Bye-bye. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to get him a big fruit basket. I'm going to fix you. I'm going to fix you, Venkman. I'm going to fix you. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> by the way, uh, William, so William Atherton so is on the Mount Rushmore of movie dicks, by the way. Um, oh, after Ghostbusters and Die Hard. <laughs> well, no, how about the – and you know what's crazy is Die Hard has two of them. Because the principal from fucking Breakfast Club is in that movie oh, too. Yes. He's yep. he might be on the Mount Rushmore of dicks as well. <laughs> what are you doing? This is a fire hazard. Get this out of the way. Oh, he's such a dick. I love it. I love it. Oh my god. Uh, you know what, Chris? Uh, interesting random ass story. Uh, I met the actor that played the mayor of Ghostbusters Stop when it. when my Did... parents took me to one of the last Hartford Whalers games with my sister. Oh my god. Must have been. Must have been 1995 or something. So at that point, we were watching Ghostbusters at an incredible clip. And I, I don't know if it was my dad. I'll have to ask him if it was my dad or me that said, oh, oh, my God, that's the mayor from Ghostbusters. And he turned around and he shook our hands. And he was the nicest guy. Big Broadway actor, I think. And he just yeah, David, he shook David our David hands. Margulies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he wow. was just so nice to us. And it, we must have been – I might have been younger. I might have been like 12 or something like that. And but we all knew him because we watched Ghostbusters so much, and and he was so cordial. He was with his wife or whatever. He, just awesome, great story. Good stuff, good stuff man. On good Ghostbusters, yeah, we told a good Ghostbusters story. <laughs> good, good Ghostbusters stories. I love them. I love them. I'm all about them. So uh, yeah, folks. So celebrate Ghostbusters Day. Uh, you know, here in, near and far, please, because it's uh, it's an awesome day. So, um, all right, man. Let's go YouTubing. Let's do it. What do you got this week? All right, here we go. Um, we're going to keep it. So last year, Chris, as you know, I talked about my album of the year was the Mr. Bungle, um, Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny. <laughs> we talked about how crazy and hard that album is, right? Like, if you like metal music, even like the lead singer of Slayer was like, this album's hard as ball. Like, it's hard, right? Like, it's like when the lead singer of Slayer says your album's hard, you're doing something right. Um, right. So I know it's not for everyone. But on YouTube and on Spotify now, Mr. Bungle three minutes and 28 seconds does a cover of the song loss of control by Van Halen. Um, they had a kind of stream at home concert that they put out uh, during, you know, when we we're still locked down, it was probably like a couple months ago and Eddie Van Halen passed away. And for, to tribute him, they did this song called loss of control, which is a very kind of B side Van Halen song, but it's very hard and you understand why Bungle does it. But, um, I think there's two guitarists in, in the band and one uh, bassist, and the two guitarists are trying to do the work that Eddie Van Halen could do by himself. <laughs> Scott Ian and uh, Trey Spruce are trying to do the work that Eddie Van Halen could do on like one hand. So Loss of Control by Mr. Bungle is a, a phenomenal like song. Um, Mike Patton, of course, I always talk about his vocal. He has a five- Five octave vocal range. I mean, he's doing Eddie Van Halen. I kind of want, or he's doing uh, David Lee Roth, just, you know, flawlessly, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, you kind of want them to do like a whole album. <laughs> we, we, I think we could get like Mr. Bungle to just cover all of Van Halen. It'd be phenomenal. Um, but Chris, my video of the week um, is this 18 minute and 52 second thing called um, it's, it's on a channel and, you know, I'm going to check this channel out. I actually didn't check out the whole channel, but this video was so great. Um, it's on a channel called band splaining and the okay. video is entitled was bowl Island, bowl Island, the worst musical festival of all time. Hmm. So they talk about, you know, Altamont and how, you know, the hell's angels were there like doing, you know, you've heard that story, right? And they're sure. Yep. They killed a guy and like it's a nightmare. But this this one music festival, and he goes through like the history of music festivals like Rome 99 and all these things, and how you know we can't turn away when music festivals go bad. Or what was it Fire Island when the fake music festival just came out? Uh Firefest, like, yep. Firefest, yeah, the, not Fire <laughs> Island, Firefest. Um big difference. Um so um 
This one is called Bull Island, and it happened in the early 70s. This video is fascinating. I've never heard about this. I love just kind of coming upon little facts on YouTube, and the guy just does a deep dive into this weird event, weird event that we don't know about. This thing, Chris, the reason why I bring this up is this thing should be turned into a screenplay and then to a movie. You know they came out with this um, – remember the Woodstock movie with Eugene Levy? And they oh, talked yeah. about the making of it. It was a fun little movie. It was okay. You know what I mean? Yep, they talked about the kids that put about. it together. Um, they should do like a contradictory movie where they talk about Bull Island because this gets really bad really quick. And they talk about how everyone wanted to be at the next Woodstock. Everyone want you know, like, oh, Woodstock happened. Like, this is going to be the next Woodstock, you know. And so we invite all these bands and do, 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 do. And then just it's awfulness happens. So, Chris, check that out. Bowl Island, the worst music festival of all time. That's my recommendation for the week. Love it, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, well, for mine, real quick, I mean, you know, um, maybe you know, maybe you don't know. I am a uh, kind of a, what do I call it? A, an Olympic freak. Like when, it, when the Olympics are on, I am plugged in. I am patriotic as hell. I'm USA all the way. I mean, it, as weird as it Love sounds it. like to have oh, me like, too, dude. You know what? I don't think we've ever talked about this. Have we? Wait, have we not had the Olympics while we've been we on air? Not. We have not had the Olympics, dude. No, I'm all in. I'm all, all in. in. I'm right? ready to cover them. I, I'm going to be like a field reporter for you, dude. I freaking love the Olympics. I love it. I love it. So uh, we're getting a bunch of like competitions leading up to uh, the Olympics, where you know teams are being picked and things like that. And last weekend, uh, we got the women's gymnastics national championships. Uh, which basically decides the women's national team for the Olympics. And um, again, like these are sports that like for three years, I, I'll be honest, I don't watch a lick of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. but like that, that Olympic season, like I'm all in, like I'm a student of the game, like all that stuff. And so I'm watching this, this competition. I'm, I'm seeing a couple clips on YouTube of Simone Biles doing her thing on, um, on the national championships. And she is, dominating her field i mean yeah. you want to talk about an athlete you know we talk you, you and i have lived through the michael jordan experience we've lived through tiger woods we've lived through these athletes that are so far and above the rest of their competition it's just it's you're just watching perfection like that's all you're you just sit back mm -hmm. and watch it and that's what watching simone biles did this weekend um she i loved it like on her leotard she had like a sequined goat on it so it was like if there was any doubt that she's the goat uh, of her sport you know it's over <laughs> um i loved it um but when you, i i encourage all of you go back on youtube watch her routines watch the stuff that she was doing on like the pole vault or not the pole vault but like the you know all the vaults um the the uneven bars i mean every her floor routines unbelievable and again when we talk about um pushing the envelope and, and trying new things. She does one move that's never been done before in the history of gymnastics. And when you think about how people, you know, how long gymnastics has been around and, you know, right. there's only so many flips you can do and things like that. She literally did something that's never been done before successfully. And uh, I can't remember the name. I, I'm going to, it's, it's, it's something the Parchinko or whatever it is. It's like this legendary move that people just basically draw on a pad of paper because it's like, wouldn't it be great someday if someone could do this? Um, but it's basically like flipping in the air like five times. It's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, check it out. I mean, she is the GOAT. It, you know, Barring disaster, she's probably going to get the gold medal for these Olympics as well. Um, she's ridiculous. So I can't wait for the Olympics. I'm getting amped. Um, those start next month. So you, we will definitely be doing yeah. some episodes where we talk about the Olympics. Oh, oh yeah, dude. I'm all in, dude. I don't, yeah, we've never talked about this cause they've never been on, but I don't give a shit if it's summer, winter, I'm all in go USA. Like it's the most patriotic. My blood runs <laughs> when the Olympics are on. I just go nuts. Love it. I watch everything. I don't, it's so much fun because, uh, usually NBC covers it. Right. So you have to get the app and stuff. You can watch it like three in the morning. I love it. Now right. we're, all right, I'm out of loop. Where is this taking place? Tokyo. Tokyo. So it did go through 
They are. I know there was all the delays and everything, but they are going through with Tokyo. They are going through with it. I mean, apparently they had like apparently ten thousand employees quit by the way the other day. So like they have to find more people to actually work at the Olympics. But why did they um, why did they quit, Chris? I don't. I I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline. But it was like, oh god, huh. I can't. This is this is great. Um, so <laughs> hopefully it goes off without a hitch. Uh, yeah. we shall see. But. Because uh, basically, if you think about it, um, you know, these were supposed to happen last summer. COVID right. postponed them a year. So they got an extra year to get ready. Um, yeah. So you'd think that they'd be. Quit. Yeah. Apparently 10,000 yeah. employees quit. So um, we will see what happens with the Olympics because uh, they, they start soon. That, yeah. that, torch is, that torch is already on its way. So there you go. All there right. you go. That should Good. be interesting. Good stuff. Excellent. I can't, I can't wait, dude. Yeah, Chris, good stuff, dude. I can't wait. And yeah, we'll be covering that soon, dude. Covering all that. Yeah. Ben, real quick, anything you want to say before we sign off? Anything to plug? Let the you know audience know about? Anything at all? Dude, you know what? No. All I got to say is get outside. Have fun mm. in the sun. You know, enjoy the weather. Even if you're a nerd like me, you know, bring the TV on the back patio. <laughs> it makes it. you feel less bad about... You know, being out during nice weather and watching like horror movies on the back patio. That is my new favorite pastime. So that's it, Chris. Get Shutter too. Shutter, I can't promote it enough, sure. dude. And get Gazebo. Get Gazebo TV. Yeah, Gazebo. Uh, gazebo and you gotta Shutter. Got to drop 140. <laughs> Anna Green Gables, the Avenue. It'll be worth it. Siri. All right, folks. Oh, we'll see you right God. here next week on <laughs> Desperately Seeking Entertainment.